Thanks to FreshBooks for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it for free for 30 days. No catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash applebits and enter applebits in the how did you hear about us section to get started. And thanks to Future for also supporting the Apple Bits XL. Future is a fitness app that matches you with an elite personal trainer for remote one-on-one training. Sign up for Future today at tryfuture.com slash applebits and get your first two weeks for just $1. All right, let's get to the show. Woo! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Taunt here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. It is episode 106. We keep cranking along. It is 2020. We're almost wrapped up. With January here, we've got lots of iPhone rumor stories or future iPhones. I've actually a good amount of it. Apple, they just dropped their recent earnings. Then we got some fun stuff about an iMac and just some other cool stuff. And my favorite topic to talk about on these shows, emojis. But before we get to that, just want to say, hey, be a part of this show. Call in. You know what to do. The number is there is no number. All you got to do is record a voice memo. Use your voice memo app. And then send it away to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebitsshow with a Z. Also, you can support this show, patreon.com slash Tong, starting at $2 a month. goes up to $5, $10, $25, $100. There are different rewards at different levels. You get early access to all the shows. And the biggest thing, a completely ad-free version of the show. I'm independent. It's how I'm able to continue to do this and my videos. So patreon.com slash Brian Tong. I'd be so grateful for your support starting at $2 a month. Okay, let's jump in the show and we're going to start with the venerable, the respected Ming-Chi Kuo, who continues to just kind of load up, especially during the slow seasons, and drop apple bombs. He's sitting on some of this stuff, some of the stuff he just like regurgitates and repackages it that's okay he's trying to pay the bills but we're talking about so here we go ming chi kuo according to him apple is expected to basically launch not only a few products in the first half of 2020 but almost like a whole new family of stuff let's talk about it what about those air tags the ultra wideband kind of identifier tags they can put on your products a high-end wireless headphone we've been talking about that for a while that apple would do their own wireless over-the-ear headphones we're not talking about the uh beats solo or the um the beat studio we're talking about an apple branded wireless headphone over the ear also rumors of the iphone ste2 the 4.7 inch iphone a refreshed ipad pro which we thought we'd see at the end of last year and then also refreshed macbook pros maybe we get see finally a 13 inch with the scissor switch keyboard and macbook air models That's according to his forecast, which we would likely see all of these items in the first half of 2020. That's a whole lot of stuff. And that's why I kept on saying last year that 2020 is going to be a killer year when it comes to products for Apple. They've got so much in the pipeline. Obviously, for me, the most exciting thing in this list has to be the AirTags. I think that's quite honestly because of Apple's reach and their ecosystem and the power that they can leverage with that ultra band, wide band tag, the ability to be very specific of where your devices are that have this identifier in them down to feet, which is scary. Not like within a range, 
but down to feet, right? We have tile, we have other ones that can make noises, but on your screen, you can get down to basically within like a foot or two of where the actual device is. That is powerful. It's also gonna be connected and still completely you know, encrypted. If you walk by an area and someone has a lost device, it'll ping it and then it'll send a message to that person because you're part of the iPhone Apple network. And if you turn on the feature to let it ping these things when they're nearby, if someone has lost device, you'll be able to find it. And there are a lot of people on this um, product called the iPhone. Not sure if you heard about it. Anyways, just a lot of stuff happening. I think it's really exciting. I think these tags are going to be game changers. I am sorry, Tile. I am sorry, Tracker, the pioneers of this space. They're even in court right now. File, file, basically complain about unfair practices by Apple. And uh, we've seen how Apple does that. They swoop in. They take ideas of other companies and integrate into the ecosystem. And those companies have a hard time recovering because it's easier when it's when you're just a regular consumer. Like, hey, Apple, sure, I'll do that. Oh, that's cool. I've never thought about that. Or you might have not even heard of a feature or a product. And now Apple's doing it. And you're like, hey, I'm going to do it. So a lot of stuff packed into the potential first half of 2020. Again, an iPhone SE 2, 4.7 inch iPhone screen. iPad Pro refresh. Quite possible with the triple rear, triple lens rear camera system with 3D sensing. That's been rumored. A MacBook Pro Air refresh with a scissor switch keyboard. The high-end headphones from Apple, Apple's own branded over-the-ear headphones. And this one, if you want to shake it up a little more, potentially a small wireless charging mat. Not the air power mat that Apple canceled that was supposed to charge three devices at once and you could just throw them on anywhere you want. But a new small wireless charging mat. I... I guess there's so many out there that this doesn't make sense to me, but I guess anyways, that's the rough lineup. According to Ming-Chi Kuo for the first half of 2020, then Ming-Chi Kuo, he like goes into his crystal ball. He plays a little Nostradamus. Apple plans to release an iPhone with a touch ID power button on the side of the device in the first half of 2021, according to Ming-Chi Kuo. Another report. Now we've seen these fingerprint scanners on the side of phones before on Android phones. So this is this is not a surprise. This is not new tech. But according to Ming Chi Kuo, this device, whatever it is, will lack face ID. It'll have an edge-to-edge screen with a smaller notch, and it'll include touch ID on the side of the power button. We'll see. It's not supposed to be the new iPhone SE 2 Plus. He just says there will be an iPhone in 2021 with this tech that also features an LCD display. So is this like an iPhone SE 3 because it's not an OLED screen? You can't tell me they're going to take their highest end pro line and then bring LCD screens to the mix. So we'll see again. It's just a report. It doesn't mean it's fact, but it's always interesting. Real interesting though, Apple's recent financial results for its first fiscal quarter of 2020. So this actually corresponds to the fourth calendar quarter of 2019. So we're talking October, November, December. The results from Apple. Everyone was wondering, are they what are they going to do? Are they going to beat estimates because this kind of sets the trajectory of the company and where they're going. For the quarter, Apple posted revenues of 91.8 billion and a net quarterly profit of 22.2 billion. It was their best ever quarter in Apple history in terms of revenue and profit. 
The last time they had the best quarter ever by Apple was the first fiscal quarter of 2018. So a year, uh, two years ago. There's a lot of highlights here, a lot of things that stick out and stand out. The iPhone revenue was just under $56 billion, the second highest number in the company's history. What also was the biggest kind of growing spot? What do you think was the most popular iPhone? I can hear you. Can I hear you? Yeah. The iPhone 11 was their most popular selling phone every week of the quarter. And the top three models, the iPhone 11, 11 Pro, and 11 Pro Max, were the top three models every week sales-wise as well. So it was an impressive quarter for iPhones. Apple's wearable category, so wearables includes AirPods, Apple Watch. Um, They do include accessories like Beats headphones and HomePod, but we know it's really about AirPods and Apple Watch. Hit $10 billion. That business, their wearables business, is now equal to a Fortune 150 company. It went up basically 17% from $7.3 billion in the previous uh, year-ago quarter, so comparing it year to year. Wearables are huge. The wearables even actually outperformed Mac and iPad sales. That's how impressive that the wearable space was. They did say that Mac and iPad saw strong performance um, with strong growth. Again, Apple doesn't reveal actual sales numbers anymore. They used to give us specifics. They don't do that anymore. They just basically tell us the revenue and the percentage increase. And you know, analysts kind of have to figure out what's the average cost of X, Y, and Z product and then put that in the mix. But they don't give us specific numbers for what sold and how much how many units actually sold. So it is a little bit of projecting. They did say, though, that iPad and Mac sales were very strong. We don't know what strong means. The big movers were obviously the MacBook Pro 16-inch and then the new Mac Pro. Although I can't imagine them actually selling that many Mac Pros, right? I, that That doesn't make sense. Fine, they're strong. We're going to believe everything that Apple says, guys. They they were just strong, all right? Also, their services set all-time records across all segments. iCloud services higher than ever. Apple Music also set all-time revenue records. So their services business is looking mighty, mighty fine. They said over 480 million paid subscription services across all of them they offer, right? We have News Plus. Apple Arcade, Apple Music, iCloud. Um, am I missing any? I think Apple Care, Apple Care is part of that as well. So Apple's looking good from an earnings standpoint. They're best ever. Now there's also some follow-up with whenever there's earnings reports, people asked, hey, Tim Cook, what do you think about 5G? You got any 5G products coming down the line? And obviously Tim Cook is not gonna reveal, oh yeah, we have an iPhone 5G because we all know that They have an iPhone 5G, but he said that he was really happy with the position of their product pipeline, aka 5G iPhones. Another concern is, hey, what about the coronavirus in China? Is that going to affect production and delivery dates on Apple devices? Because clearly analysts have no soul. All these financial analysts, I mean, fine, that's their job. They got to ask questions, but People are dying from coronavirus and it's spreading and it's kind of getting a little scary because there was the first case of husband and wife um, contracting it here in the U.S. from 
the husband, I believe, who traveled overseas and then came back. And I believe it's in Chicago. I'm not making this up. I'm not telling you be scared, but, you know, something to, how about something to keep an eye on? But anyways, the soulless analysts had to ask that. And Apple said, as of now, they're keeping their eyes on it. They're actually donating money to China for efforts to help contain and resolve the whole coronavirus crisis. It's it's getting bad. It's kind of scary. So Apple is saying, though, at least for now, all you people that care about money, don't worry. Right now, your money's okay. Thanks, Apple. Appreciate it. And if we're talking about money, this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. Now, do you remember when you ever started your own small business? Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. I do. I still feel like I'm starting up, but it wasn't a small feat. It takes a lot of late nights. You got early mornings and then more than the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, if you've done this, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little easier? Well, our friends at FreshBook, they have the solution. FreshBook's invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive. I can tell you it is very clean. I used it to check it out, and it keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. For the record, I still have to keep some physical receipts. But this also helps, right? It helps you create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. You can also see when clients review your invoices with the FreshBooks Notification Center. You can easily create custom invoices that have your logo and then kind of give it a more personalized flavor, reflect your brand and colors to make them look all nice and fancy schmancy. File expenses are quicker and then you keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part about this, FreshBooks grows alongside your business. So you'll always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it for free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash AppleBits and enter AppleBits with a Z in the how did you hear about us section to get started today. All right, we keep on rolling more Apple news just to kind of follow up some of the, you know, we talked about Apple's earnings. Well, let's talk about Apple phone shipments. According to Strategy Analytics, they basically said that Apple iPhone shipments for the fourth quarter of last year was at 70.7 million units, slightly ahead of Samsung's estimated 68.8 million. Now, that's significant because typically global smartphone shipments by vendor, number one, Samsung, Huawei, Apple, Xiaomi, Oppo, and others. So this is kind of an interesting shift. It might just be temporary, but it shows the popularity of really, to me, the iPhone 11 and some of the lower models. Yes, the 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max are what we tend to hold in the highest regard, but people were upgrading their phones, not only just here in the US, but worldwide. Like Apple is making a bigger impact when it can match or overtake Samsung to become the world's largest or biggest smartphone maker in the fourth quarter of 2019. That typically doesn't happen. So, hey, very good, very good. Also, um, I talked about kind of globally the coronavirus. Apple is temporarily closing two additional stores in China due to the coronavirus. They don't want to encourage or kind of create a situation where they may be helping it spread as they try to contain this. So they're keeping on lockdown. Now we stick with more phone news and iOS 13. Their latest iOS is now installed on 77% of iPhones 
launched in the last four years. This is honestly an incredible number for a platform, and this is why the ecosystem has so much power. And to me, I've got to say kudos to Apple for basically keeping the products that they have at least consistent enough or at least supporting them software-wise. Although, yes, it doesn't run exactly the same on older iPhones, and a lot of times people are like, my phone's slower, it's draining more battery, uh, I'm just going to upgrade a phone anyways. Um, yeah, that's that's never a good thing. But the fact that 77% of all devices in the last four years use the latest iOS, that is crazy. If you're talking about iPad, um, 79% of all devices introduced in the last four years use iPad OS. And that makes a big difference when you're trying to upgrade and introduce new features and move people along. You know, we have, I remember there were reports when Android releases, I know it's been a few months, but when Android releases their new uh, Android OS, out of the gates, it's getting, man, I swear, if I remember or recall, it's somewhere like less than 2 or even 1% of people adopting the new OS right away. It's because also Android is huge. You got to remember how many devices are, how fragmented it is, what different levels of devices are out there. But it's, if I recall right, I swear it's around 1%, if not less than 1% of the Android user base puts on the new OS within like the first month or so. It's kind of cray-cray. Really crazy, really exciting stuff that I thought was probably one of the coolest things I've seen in a while from the app store and just apps in general because sometimes you get a little fatigued. There's only so many games that can do so many things. What about tools that are transforming this device in our hand. I always talk about, oh, Apple has the most powerful processor. Well, give us stuff that actually leverages the power that this device has. Well, you go, you all have to. There's a no, this is a non-negotiable from me. You've got to check out Double Take by Filmic Pro. This is the camera app that Apple teased at their fall September keynote that would allow you to use multiple cameras from your iPhone and literally record two streams at the same time, whether it's the selfie cam or one of the external cams, this app, I'm telling you right now, it is a game changer for content from your phone. You have the option to do a picture-in-picture for two streams. You have the option to do uh, record what they call discrete streams. So essentially, you choose two cameras. It records both streams separately, and then you can then bring them into your own editing program and edit the clips. Picture-in-picture it keeps that box in the corner or however, whatever you see on your screen is what you get. It composites it all in one stream. And then you have split screen, which whether you use it horizontally or vertically, it splits the screen right in half and then uses the two camera lens that you choose. So the thing that's great about this, it works on the 11 Pro, 11 Pro Max, and regular 11. It works on the 10s Max, 10s, and 10R. So if you have the iPhone 10, you're, you're, you won't be able to use this mostly likely has to do with the processor as well. But also what makes this special is that this this app is really going to change how storytelling is done and made. It works on older phones. It is free. Okay? It is free. There's no excuse if you don't have those phones to not try out Double Take. So I highly recommend it. I did a little feature on it on my latest video this week. I think it's an amazing app. It is it's honestly pretty, pretty ridiculous. I'm going to go like outside and shoot all these things, you know, 
I even did, I was just walking down the street and then talking and then shooting what's outside. I, you can see these people that are like doing race cars or just, ah, there's so many possibilities. And then you can like instantly either save it to your camera roll or post on social. Just so much to do. Maybe you want to record your workouts. You want to train, you want to show off. Well, that's a perfect segue because thanks to Future for also supporting the AppleBits XL. Future is a fitness app that matches you with an elite personal trainer for remote one-on-one training. Now, after Future pairs you up with a trainer or coach, you get personalized workout plans. I actually went through this process. I'm doing it right now. It's really cool. I have my trainer, Gabe, who's like working with me. Basically, my goals are I just want to work out twice a week instead of once a week. So the plan is created to work with your schedule, your routine, your goals, and your progress. Every day, your coach checks in with you, and there's like a messaging app. I mean, it's a lot of work. It does really feel super personalized. They send you messages to also make adjustments to your routine and follow your progress. Your data can be tracked on your Apple Watch as well. So if you don't have one yet, Future will actually send you one along with everything else you need once you sign up to train with their service. You get all the workouts you need to meet all your fitness goals. Take your trainer with you wherever you go. There's a lot of like videos and tutorials in the actual app. I thought it was really useful. I think as a beginner beginner, you're gonna have to learn how to do some exercise, but someone who's works out a good amount, at least for me, the way that they structured the classes was some of these things I exercise I've never done before, but it also was challenging in the fact that, oh, okay, I'm doing something new and different and that's what I want. If I'm gonna get a trainer, they better like challenge me. So I thought it was actually cool. It It's early, I've been using it for a week, but um, I do like what they're doing here. It's pretty cool. So all you gotta do, if you like what you're hearing, Sign up for Future today at tryfuture.com slash applebits and get your first two weeks for just $1. That's tryfuture.com slash applebits with a Z to get your first two weeks for just a buck. All right, we keep on rolling here. An iMac Apple patent. Everyone keeps on asking me like, hey, when is there gonna be a new iMac? What's the new iMac going to look like? Well, a new image a variety of images that have been published by the United States Patent and Trademark Office showcase what Apple is imagining a future iMac to possibly be made from a single sheet of glass. So this patent, think of it as if you had an iMac screen that you see today, just a complete piece of glass, and instead of a stand on the back that you can see, the actual screen then curves down and then becomes flat, and then that flat area in this single piece of glass when it flattens to the table, that's where you have your keyboard or a touch-sensitive area. So, yeah, it's like a, it's like an L, but a curved L that's glass, that would be an iMac. I got to say, I mean, the images and the renders here, they look pretty sick. They look pretty sexy. So, you have an upper section, which is the display, the middle area, which is really the bend of the glass that they say can be adjusted. So, you can tilt the angle of it. Now, the stand is on the back of it, so you can't really see it. The stand has a similar form factor to the stand that is behind the current IMAX, but the stand itself would be what has all the the I.O., like, I guess, ideally, Thunderbolt 3, USB-C, and then headphone jack. If you're lucky, I'm just kidding, on an IMAX, it better have a headphone jack. It will have a headphone jack. Um, But probably nothing else. They're they're going so hardcore on the USB-C, uh, Thunderbolt train probably got to get a dongle to get all your other connections but again this is just a concept it's a nice swooping curved piece of glass the bottom area where you would have the let's call it the bottom of the L where you'd have your keyboard they first show an integrated one but then later they show one that's kind of popped off and that you can remove but I really think this is a cool idea this doesn't 
I don't think there's there's no way this is the actual iMac that's coming out. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, again, a lot of patents that Apple throws out there don't actually happen, but it's kind of cool to look at it and be like, oh, okay, very nice. Also today, if you want to rush out and see like what's the fuss about the new Apple Maps, Apple has officially completely rolled out its rebuilt Apple Maps in the US and then Europe is coming next. And I'm going to tell you, I, I've talked about Apple Maps a few times here on the show with other guests. And this is an app that gets more and more impressive every day. I think that specifically, you have this feature where you can basically, it's like a street level view, but it's called look around. And what's cool is as you play with it, you know, you know, everyone's familiar with Google Street View. Um, Apple's look around view is way better. The images are clear. It moves around faster. It like you're speeding through like this hyperspeed and it's super buttery smooth. I can click like on a corner and it goes to it or I can click way down in an image that feels like three or four sheets away and it just zooms through everything. It's really, really impressive. So you got to check out that look around view. You basically type in an address. It's only available in certain cities right now. So you have it in New York City, the San Francisco Bay Area, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Houston, and Oahu. And Apple says more places are coming soon. It's basically using a high resolution 3D photography, but it is arguably the coolest thing about it. And then, you know, you have the ability to organize destinations in different lists and groups. And Apple Maps continues to get better, especially when you have first world issues. Um, When you have an Apple Watch with your iPhone and when you punch in directions, your Apple Watch will actually vibrate whenever you need to make a turn or a change of direction to be aware of. And it is kind of a nice companion that I will tell you comes in very handy when you're walking around in New York where I was in New York, what, two weeks ago? Doing a little, doing a little sum sum. So it's really cool. I think that everyone's gonna enjoy Apple Maps. They're a lot more detailed and Everything about them is better. It's faster to use, better navigation, improved detail, more road coverage. And then that look around feature is cool. And you don't, it's not like you have to download. At least I just opened it up and it was ready to roll. So check it out. Um, And again, punch an address in any of those big cities. And you just got to check out the look around feature. I mean, if there's anything that I'd love to hear from you guys talk about this week, call in about look around. Applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's Applebits with a Z. Call in the show and uh, I'd love to hear what you think about it. If you love emojis, if you love them like me, you're excited every time in this time of the year where the Unicode Consortium announces their, I guess, finalized emoji characters that'll be introduced alongside Unicode 13 in 2020. So, These will eventually be adopted by Apple and more. There are a total of 62 new emojis included in the Emoji 13 update. 62, some of them, there's technically a total of 117 because there's multiple skin colors for some of the people emojis. They're definitely representing a lot here. The biggest trend here, a lot of more transgender representation emojis to represent that group. Um, Whether it's in people, there's a flag, there's a sign. Um, There's so that has representation in it. I also found um, a lot of what they put in tamales and a pinata. So they're repping. And also for my boba, you all do all of you know what boba is? I think by now a good amount of people do, but I don't. I still don't think everyone knows what boba is. Boba is that Asian tapioca drink 
with like the milk tea or the different flavors and they have the chewy tapioca balls in them. They have an emoji in 2020 for boba. I love it. So they have a few, you can check it out online. There's like a fun video. I finally got to just see it. I don't know if I'll post it, but I did a fun little video with my girlfriend, Shauna. So maybe I'll post it on my channel. We just reacted to them, but I don't know if I'm, I don't know if it's good enough, quite honestly. (laughs) But these emojis don't show up on our phones until the next software update. So typically when they announce these emojis, it basically takes until iOS 14.1 for them to get unlocked. But a lot of cool stuff. Uh, what were other favorites? Oh, the beaver. That's a favorite. There were blueberries, um, a teapot, a magic wand, those Russian nesting dolls that have the doll within the doll, um, whatever miscellaneous stuff. Rock. There's a rock. Not the rock. There's just a rock emoji. Wood. That's cool. An elevator. A ladder. A hook and ladder. Different ones. Also, for all my Filipinos out there, the th- or actually my island folks, the thong sandal, chinelas, you know what I'm talking about, the slipper, the thong sandal has a freaking emoji coming in 2020. This is exciting. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop dwelling on. Uh, I'll stop dwelling on that. Also, another story is Apple continues. We've talked about content over the past few shows, how it continues to grow it, and Apple TV still really needs quite honestly, more hits. It needs more content. Apple has hired the top Netflix engineer as part of an effort to rebuild, to build a technical support team for Apple TV plus. So in case you have issues, Hey, Apple TV plus, they better get it right because they only have a small window to impress people. I, as we see 2020 is going to be the year of streaming services. We have Quibi, which is kind of like a streaming service for your phone. That's going to have short form, content and programming um with names and recognizable people it's uh, spearheaded by uh jeffrey katzenberg and um meg whitman those are two names you might f- be familiar from dreamworks and uh whitman formerly of ebay i believe shoot if i get that wrong off the top of my head not google is it google or is it ebay jeez people are, i don't want to even look it up you can all scold me on the calls in the comments anyways they're heading that up uh, you have peacock you have, um, which is NBC Universal's platform. You have Warner Brothers, which is basically HBO Max, different from HBO Go, different from HBO Now. <laughs> that just sucks. Um, and then Apple TV Plus, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. There's so many services that are competing for our time. We're 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 getting to a point where. There's just going to be a lot of shows that I just don't know and I don't care about and I don't have time for. But right now, Cheer and the Aaron Hernandez uh, three-part series got me back into Netflix's good graces. I haven't looked at Netflix for a while, but I was really happy with those two. Cheer is worth watching. Trust me, I went into it not knowing a thing, and then all of a sudden I was like deep in it. So good. Great human story and just a reason to uh, root for someone. I didn't do that because uh, the name of the show is Cheer. I swear to you, I didn't. I didn't. All right, remember, you all could be a part of the show. Call in with the voice memo, applebitshow at gmail.com. I also just send in the voice memo, your questions, where you're from. Make it around a minute, minute 30. Love to hear from you. Your corrections. I'm going to even Google 
which company Meg Whitman really came from. And then I'm going to be like, oh yeah, you said it wrong. Or maybe I said it right. Who knows? But anyways, be part of the show and participate. We love it. We didn't get any calls for this week because probably you guys aren't too hyped about right now. January, February tends to be kind of the lull in tech specifically for Apple. But I'm going to tell you right now, February's February is heating up because Samsung is about to drop some business on uh, February 11th. That's when their next keynote is. And we'll see how Apple reacts to that because all the leaks and everything that's getting thrown around, it looks like they're going to have a pretty monster kickoff to 2020. Also, huge thanks to the Platinum Apple supporting this show and all my content at the $100 level. Thank you so much, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, and Calvin Fatakar. I am so grateful and thankful enough for all of you that support this show and allow me to keep on doing this. I still do honestly need your help. So if I offer you any value and you'd love to return that value and support all the content I do, patreon.com slash Brian Tong is where you do it. All right, you know, not too many big killer stories this week, but that's really everything that is popping and happening right now. I will say um, next week I'll be going out to San Francisco Bay Area for something that I can't actually talk about, but you'll be able to figure it out. But during that time, I'm going to have a special guest for a special show. I think it'll be really cool. You're going to learn a lot. Totally worth listening to. But that's going to do it for this week, everybody. Take care and be safe. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.